a Shishkin Productions podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Ask Not Me Anything podcast. I'm so excited to sit down with today's guest. He's one of the most interesting people to follow on Instagram because he's a self-taught product designer and the creator behind Unnecessary Inventions. His name is Matty Benedetto. Over the past two years, he's designed and fully prototyped nearly 300 new inventions to solve problems that don't exist. Matty's work has been featured everywhere from the Daily Mail to Forbes to the Kelly Clarkson Show. And today he's finally being featured on the number one podcast in the room right now, the Ask Not Me Anything podcast. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Look, we've been doing the show for a while and Wandering Barman. Wandering Barman? They are one of our premier sponsors. They're a sponsor? Yeah, they're the best. They make the most delicious cocktails and they're pre-made. Wait, pre-made cocktails? I can just drink it? I don't have to make a cocktail? That's right, but it gets even better. They just opened their cocktail brasserie here in Brooklyn. That sounds fancy. It's pretty fancy, but it's also mad affordable. Their happy hour from 5 to 7. $5 cocktails. So if you want an old-fashioned, guess how much it is? Uh, $5? If you want a margarita, guess how much it is? Mm, $5. And if you want a Diet Pepsi? I don't think they have those. They don't have those, unfortunately. Oh. But you should check out Wandering Barman's Cocktail Brasserie at 315 Meserol Street in Brooklyn. Go for happy hour, 5 to 7. They're open every day. Wandering Barman! Woo! Maddie, what's up? Thanks for coming out here. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me down in New York City. I got out of Vermont for a little bit, so it's good to have a little bit more life going on down here. Awesome. Well, uh, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us about what you do. I am Maddie Benedetto. I am the self-proclaimed evil genius of unnecessary inventions. Uh, so every single week, I come up with, design, fully prototype, film a commercial for a fake consumer product uh, for a product that solves a problem that doesn't exist. Uh, so that's sort of the the general basis and just week in, week out, just coming up with all of these ridiculous product invention ideas and putting them all across social media. Awesome. Well, we had a bunch of people asking questions about everything about what you do. So let's just jump into the first question, which is from at painting days. What started this? Uh, so what some people might not realize is that I've owned a few other e-commerce brands. And so for the past about 15 years, I've been manufacturing products that I've designed in China, selling them pretty much all over the world. And about two and a half years ago, so um, all of China shuts down in February for Chinese New Year. So all the factories are closed. It's also kind of just after Christmas. So that like big e-commerce shopping rush is is a lot lower so I just purchased a new 3D printer in that sort of downtime between after Christmas, the factories are closed. And I've what always... was this, Christmas, like 2017, 18? This is 2018. Okay. Math is hard at this point. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so I just bought this 3D printer and I've always had these ridiculous product ideas. And, you know, over the years, I might have like sampled them out. Um, overseas and I like it was maybe going to be an April Fool's joke for one of my e-commerce brands or just something maybe that would be standalone that would be maybe some viral hit I could make some money off of yeah and a lot of times I'd get those samples I'm like okay this thing is just too stupid I'm never putting this out there and so when I had the new 3D printer I just started making all of these random ideas and the first unnecessary invention was born that it was a pair of uh, chopsticks for your AirPods. So sort of AirPods still weren't as ubiquitous as they are now. And so I was sort of making fun of that design of like the noodle sticking out of your ear. Yep. Um, just posted it on my personal Instagram, personal Facebook, um, but I also posted it on Reddit and blew up to the front mm -hmm. page of Reddit back then. And uh, was sort of the rest is history. So then the second invention was from the comments in Reddit. Okay, so well, this first invention happened, and then because you got such good feedback from the Reddit community and your friends or people online, is that what inspired you to make another one, the second invention? Or yeah, pretty much. So it was just like I was like, okay, maybe I have something here. Yeah. Like I didn't know what it was at all. Like it, it even took a few months to be like oh, this really might have legs behind it. Yeah. Um, so basically, the second invention was from the Reddit comments. So someone was like, oh, I have this problem. And it's that he hates tying his uh, jacket around his waist because he feels like he looks like a loser. So I invented <laughs> like a neck collar uh, coat hook so that he could carry his coat behind him like yep. a coat hook. Um, 
So it just like <laughs> slowly built on itself um, until a few months later, maybe like two months later, I decided like, OK, I'm going to make a name for this. Like, what should I call whatever I'm doing? Um, and that's when Unnecessary Inventions was officially born. And then how did you come up with the name? So at first I was calling it's it such a um, good name. It's like, I mean, it's like perfect. Right. So at first I was calling it a uh, DIY design, but like W H Y like Y. Um, mm-hmm. And there was already sort okay. of like a Reddit community um, that was called that. Right. So it was like people posting just like, you know, five minute craft hacks and like mm-hmm. things that were just like, why did they do that? Yeah. And so then I just tr- tried to think of, you know, something unique, something that I would be able to get all the social handles for and all that kind of stuff. Um and I, it, I think it was probably one of the first things I thought of. It just sort of came to me. And it just like it, it rolls off the tongue nice. Except it a, rings lot, a lot of people like they're like, oh, you're the useless inventions guy. You're oh, the, no, really? Yeah, so I get, okay. uh, I get useless <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot. But I always tell people all of my products functionally have a use. But they're just completely unnecessary yeah. to own. I mean, some of them are. <laughs> I think it's arguably necessary. Some of them. But. Yeah. Have you heard of this? Uh, my producer, Alexi, Wikipedia, this word, this Japanese word, chindagu. Have you heard of this? I have. Yes. OK. Because um, when he saw your work, it reminded him of this word. Yeah. So it was uh, it was super early on, like in those early Reddit days when mm-hmm. I was posting those first couple inventions on there that everyone was like commenting that like, oh, this is chindagu, right. um, which is the definition for anyone listening that doesn't know. Definition from Wikipedia is Chindagu is the practice of invention of ingenious everyday gadgets that seem to be ideal solutions to particular problems, but which may cause more problems than they solve. So, yeah, yeah, it it is definitely uh, in the same line of what I do. Um, So he has a bunch of books. So this was from the early 90s. And it was a guy in Japan who made very, very similar unnecessary invention type things. Uh Uh, But there's 10 rules for Chindagu. uh, And I break like six of them or so. So it's like technically I am my own entity, but definitely inspired by. I'll I'll flip through the the pages of the book when I'm like, need some additional inspiration. Cool, cool. All right. This next question from Sizzle Reel Gang. At our elementary school, we had a thing called Invention Convention where we all had to make inventions did you ever invent stuff as a kid or did this come later in life have you ever heard of something like invention convention uh i have not heard of it and i don't think so i went to like catholic private school my whole life growing up so i didn't have the most like diverse education growing up um i guess i come from a creative family a little bit um and i've always just been creating things so i started my first company when i was 13 year old 13 years old crocheting hats so i crocheted hats for um my friends at the ski resort in new york that i grew up at and then uh made a website and then i was crocheting stuff for them and then by 15 i outsourced all the production to china because i was like crocheting my hands off after high school um so i've always had a creative mindset just to make Mm. anything that like was sort of on my mind and that's sort of been you know the journey up until unnecessary the other two brands that I started were just things that I wanted to make, so I did it. Cool. What what were these other two yeah, brands? So, are, they, are they still happening? Or uh, they- no. So they so pretty much um, right when I had a couple like real viral inventions. I had the avocado on a stick and oh. the cuisine curtain. Those were like some of the two mm-hmm. early ones that really blew up. Um, and I just like pretty much ditched the other brands. I was like, I'm just gonna go full in on this. So one of them was a tech accessory brand uh so i actually invented like colorful woven braided iphone cables um so i was the first brand to do it didn't get any of my patents approved back in 2011 for them um and so yeah so i i ran that brand um and so people just copied you yeah Um, yeah. but i mean but i still so they were sold in um zoomies paxson urban outfitters restoration hardware i did all the in-flight uh, tech accessories for Qatar Airlines, did a custom Huge. collaboration with J. Crew, um, And then the second brand I started was called Sondre Travel, and it was backpacks, travel bags, wallets, organizers, that kind of stuff. Damn, you have such an interesting <laughs> backstory. This is because I... So I'm just I'm just meeting Maddie right now, and uh, not not only am I learning so much while we're talking right now, but can we can we just talk about how your background? I just think that's so cool. How before he got into he he grew up in Westchester, and you got you're a skier. Yep. And 
this is like something just from looking at your page. I would never have guessed you were like almost a professional skier. Is that safe to say? A little I bit. Mean, you're so, going like almost. You're pushing almost seventy miles per hour on the skis. Yep. Yeah. So I uh, I grew up pretty avid ski racer, freestyle skier, um, and so. I sort of uh, the the group of friends I was with they were all kind of amateur professional ish mm-hmm. skiers they were much better than me um but so I was like almost acted as like their manager a little bit and okay. like so we would get like trips and stuff booked for us and so they would kind of ski I would take my um hat and apparel ski apparel business and like sponsor the events we would go to they would compete in them so it was yeah. all all this kind of uh sort of like mix synergy between all of us yeah it's it's somewhat like me with my friends where i played sports growing up but i was never like the best um and that's how i found photography because i still wanted to the main one of the main reasons i got into photography is because i love sports watching sports playing sports and i i knew i couldn't be an athlete like other kids right um like a professional athlete one day it just wasn't possible so that's like how i got into photography yeah yeah my first dabbling into doing video work was through skiing as well in that so I, we were talking earlier before we started about i had a ski accident where i almost lost my uh my leg in an accident and didn't walk for two years or so, so um 16 surgeries or something yeah yeah 16 surgeries five rods 21 screws so when i finally was able to get back on skis um i was no longer hitting jumps and rails and all that kind of stuff yeah. so i just picked up a camera and i then filmed all my friends because i could still ski you know regular groomers and all that kind of stuff so i would start filming them a little blessing in disguise right and so uh, you know if my first forte and premiere pro and learning how to edit and all that kind of stuff yeah awesome cool so this next question is from at yosena kalina how many inventions do you have so your first one was back in 2018 Yep. So since then, are you on like a weekly schedule, like one invention a week? You kind of mentioned that before. Or is it kind of just what's your process? Yeah. So I try. I like to say I try to do one to three per week. Um, Now that things like that, I'm doing so much more brand work that unnecessary has grown so much more. It's definitely a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. Um, There was points at the beginning where I came out with like five a week. Um, So when I first started, I started. It was like March or so, um, and I knew by Christmas. I wanted to have a book that was 101 Unnecessary Inventions. Um, so, like, that summer, I just, like, nonstop. And it was a little bit easier then. It was only photo content. So it wasn't – the like, things didn't – Videos ha- are so much more work. <laughs> they didn't have to actually work. I just had to, like, stand in one position and say what it did versus actually right. showing what it did. Um, so right now I'm up to – I think it's, like, 280 inventions in the past 200 uh, – two and a half years. Um, super impressive so it's it, that's and it's sort of because it's not only the inventions it's the content that you build around it too yep because i mean that's like is that almost like half of it would you say or what percentage would you say is actually like making the videos and posting it to socials and doing that compared to actually coming up with the idea and building the invention i'd say it's probably pretty half and half i mean okay. cause even doing the video work still like all of the inventions don't totally work so there is like you know some video editing magic yeah, like the mark zuckerberg one recently <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, are you yeah. doing a second one of that eventually yeah, yeah. now well i was like trying to get that out quick before it got too cold and i like couldn't mm-hmm. go in the water in vermont right, right. so i'll probably have to wait till spring to redo that one Fair. um but it's like i had one recently that was like a oscillating tv stand so if you have like a lot of people in a room it can rotate back and forth and right when i start to, started to film the motor broke so I'm actually just standing behind the TV, rotating it back and forth, and I just yeah. rotoscope my legs out of it, of the video. Mm. Um, you know, I still get the point across, um, whether it actually does what it says. Right, right. And it sort of goes to, um, you know, that I'm sort of making fun of this infomercial type network, and you're sort of watching these videos like – does that product really do what it yeah. says it does? And so that's sort of like what I'm playing on. I think that's your your best inventions are the ones where people aren't sure if it's like real or not or where <laughs> it's like right on that line where, yeah. Yeah, I try to always, like, if someone came across one of my videos, maybe they didn't know me or even if they do follow me, that like at first they think it's an ad for something. And then they like look at the handle and yeah. they're like, oh, wait, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then they see the blue check and like maybe it isn't. Like, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. All right, this this next question is from Sh- at Charlotte McKee. How the hell does he actually make the inventions, LMAO? So it's a 3D printer. Yeah. I, is there like a barrier to entry to like ma- getting a 3D printer and working with it? Or can you just like buy one and figure it out? Yeah, there, uh, I, I, I've been just thinking about it recently rather. of like, 
making YouTube video, like, because I do get a lot of people asking, like, what's the best 3D printer I should buy? Of just like, this is the best printer to start on. And it's probably, and I'd recommend the one that I bought two and a half years ago to get going. Yeah. I mean, it's 250 bucks. Um, you literally take it out of the box and plug it in and it's ready to go. Yeah. Um, and then you use like what program to design? Yep. So, um, so I went to school for marketing. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of where like all of the product name and product copy type stuff mm -hmm. kind of come from on my marketing side of things. Um, and then all the product design stuff has just been self-taught right. watching YouTube. So that's Fusion 360, um, which is basically a CAD design software. Okay. So um, the process is pretty much... Um, it could be, you know, getting started with an idea can be like, I, I think of something and I'm like, I need to make this right now. Right. Or you crowdsource them sometimes too. Yep. Yeah. So I, I have my Sunday I inspiration session. Yeah. Um, so every single Sunday people can submit ideas. So probably 65 to 70% of the inventions I've done are things that I've come up with. Mm -hmm. And then the other 30, 35% are all fan submissions. And I always try and tag the person who sent yeah, yeah, it yeah. in, make sure like that they're getting the credit for the idea and I'm just executing on it. Um, so once I have whatever idea I want to work on, like my brain is very visual, I can s almost like exactly see what I that, that final yeah. <laughs> product looks like. So I sort of work back for, backwards from there in that I jump into Fusion 360 um, and start designing the products, um, kind of what I see in my head. Because I'm not like an actual engineer, like when there's moving parts, it sometimes takes a little bit of trial and error. So basically I can send it off to my 3D printer. So I have about 15 3D printers now. Um, so it's wow. like sort of a whole little factory I got going on. Yeah, I saw I saw from your Instagram stories and stuff. Your office looks so cool. Like yeah. between it's all like the... my dream studio. Yeah, <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, and, and it's what's nice is that like the level I've gotten to. It's that I've only purchased like two of them. The other, the rest of them just end up showing up, and brands want me to use them in the videos right, right. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I can like you know tinker back and forth on my 3D printers with that design. Um, and what's nice is that you know say it's a 10 hour print i can just set it up go home and the next day it's sitting there waiting for me it's not like it, it's working while i'm not um right. so once i kind of have the final um the final invention done and put together then i just start filming it from there um again i usually always kind of have the first like three to five seconds already thought out in my head of what the commercial is going to be uh -huh. like just like what's that thing that's going to make someone like stop and be like what the hell is yeah, that yeah. um so i sort of like always try to do like here's what it is and this is what it does. And then like, then do kind of like a storyboard from there of like how it works. Um, yeah. And do you, for, for when you, I feel like a big part of it also that might get overlooked is like you coming up with the name for the invention. Do you yeah. ever like, does it, do you ever think about it for a while? You ever get stuck on not knowing what to name it or does it come pretty quickly? Like that's the name. Um, I, I'm a big fan of alliteration. So it's like, yeah. like the next one I'm doing is like the sipping stopwatch or the, you know, it's like stuff like that. Um, and it's almost a lot of times the very last thing I do, like videos done, exported. I'm yeah. sitting in Instagram ready to post. So I'm like, all right, what's the name? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I will like crowdsource with my friends. Like I'll text them. I'll send someone the video and be like, okay, here are three ideas I'm thinking. Yeah. Are you, is there something Everyone, I'm not missing? Every creative's got to have those friends that you could just like send the stuff right. to. I'm like, like, what am I missing right? here? Yeah. Is there a word that I'm not thinking that is associated with this product? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then sometimes like I did um, a Mark Zuckerberg bath mat. Um, mm -hmm. and that was called the Zucker rug. And that was like, I thought of the name, like just randomly the th name Zucker rug yeah. popped in my head and I'm like, okay, what product, how am I going to make this a thing from the name I had itself? So like each invention kind of lives on its own and how it like actually comes to life as the final product. Yeah, right, right. Awesome. Question from at underscore Cortis, which invention took you the longest to create? Oh, let's see. Um, also, which one was most difficult to make? It, that could be go hand in hand, maybe. Yeah, I would say, I mean, for the most part, most of them are put together um, within, you know, three to four days at most. Some of them could be as quick as 24 hours from idea to video posted. Um, that's super impressive. I can't. <laughs> and, and, and it's just like, it, it, that happens when like the first 3D print works. So it's like, I don't have to like iterate on the design. It's like, like the last week I just posted one, the uh, shower shield, like super simple design. And it was all just like about the concept of, it's this little shield that goes over your shower. So that first blast of cold water doesn't hit you in the face, even though you yeah. could just stand outside the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Unnecessary invention. Right. Yeah. So it's like the the concept 
it was much more about the the concept than the actual design of the product. So I was able to like print that in 10 hours the next morning, film the video and posted it. Um, I would say, you know, some of them longest time now that I'm working with brands is now like a lot of approval stuff. Mm. So like technically that would be the longest time. Like I have projects that I work on for like a month, a month and a half, like going back and forth with design with them and stuff like that. Um, but super early on, I did a treadmill for your fingers to like work out like first swiping on a on a phone <laughs> and that's and that's where like the non-engineer side of me kicked in like how do i make a a 3d printed track that can move over and, over? and now like i look back at it like that one took me forever and then i had a drill attached to it and i had to like video edit out the drill that was actually spinning the wheel yeah. and uh and so that one took me a while and now I like look back and, I, and I've thought of and there's been a few where I've like kind of redone and brought back like kind of with this new TikTok style content and all that stuff. Yeah, like the voiceover. And right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I can like bring back some of these old ones that people haven't seen. And mm-hmm. I've been thinking about redoing that one because I'm like now that I've done so many of them. I mean, it's I'm, still relevant. Right. So. And I'm just like, why did I do it that way? I could definitely have done it so much easier. So that one, like in the early days when, and that was one of the first like video ones I did Mm because I wanted to have the track actually move and all that kind of stuff. I think that would be an interesting, you said you're like getting more into YouTube now. Like that would be an interesting YouTube video to like show how this original invention and then like show the process of how you're going to make it better now that you have more 3D printing knowledge. Yeah, Yeah, that could actually be pretty good. Like the the evolution of of my, my skills. So now that, now that you've done a bunch of 3D prints since you like, think you can make it way better and easier and efficient oh yeah and it's yeah. like and i also have like better and bigger print so it's like the first printer i had i could only print five inches cube so it was like not that big yeah and now i can print my biggest printer can print up to like you know 13 inches by 15 inches by so it's like i could make a much bigger one that would look a lot cooler too, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. um but yeah it's uh it's a fun process cool and then question from maxwell swift is what is the most necessary unnecessary invention you've made? Because oh, I feel man. like lately there there have been some necessary ones <laughs> that people are like they want it. Yeah, it's uh, whenever I get questions like this, it's like the catalog is so big at this right. point, and like a lot of times my brain is like always oh, like I know like the next three I'm working on. Um, the most necessary. If one the... comes to mind, we could also come back to it if something doesn't strike you right now. Yeah, I'd have to think about it. Um, it's like. I can't like I I think of like the big ones, but then I'm trying to think like I know there's like a small little gem in there somewhere that yeah. that's got to be good. I mean, so speaking of the necessary ones, because I feel like from what I know, you don't sell a lot of like you sell some of them. You have some stuff in your store, but overall, like these products you make aren't meant to be sold. Do you get a lot of inquiries to to sell them and and yeah. why and and why don't you? Yeah, it's uh. It, it, I mean, it's every single day that yeah. someone is messaging me about wanting to buy them. And a lot of people, it's like they've only seen that one. And they're like, hey, how come I don't see this in your store? Um, and, yeah, so it's been whatever the 285 I've done. Um, I yeah. probably have sold about like 15 of them. Um, it was more sort of like I launched a, a little merch uh, invention shop last Christmas just to like capitalize on that because yeah. they are – sort of like the perfect like white elephant gift and all that kind of stuff absolutely um i'm actually launching a new merch company this week i'm doing a deal with uh doing an invention with shopify so we're uh very cool it always says on i like how subtle it is yeah. too. Yeah, yeah so the brand is just called unnecessary so i'm sort of doing stuff there um but why i don't I love that that's awesome yeah it should cool. be pretty cool like so i got i have a whole bunch of uh Little little merch pieces coming out now, and it's like right. one thing I'm obsessed with is like Supreme accessories that like a a um, fire extinguisher that says Supreme, right, of course, yeah, and like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I, I can see that's how your I can see how your work's a little inspired by that. Yeah, and and, and so like I kind of would like to create something like that, like mixing um, some of my inventions, some right. of other miscellaneous stuff. Um, but the reason I don't sell them, um, I think it's a lot of it is to stand out on the internet these days. You have to be doing something different and unexpected. What you would expect me to do is to design all these products and sell them. Okay. You know, I always say, like, we wouldn't be doing this podcast interview if I was the CEO of a gag gift company. 
you know, it's, yeah. and, and it's sort of you go to this page and you're like, whoa, look at all this stuff. And then you're like, wait, you can't buy any of right. it. And it's like it just creates more questions, which makes you want to dig. Deep. <laughs> I think a lot of people are confused and they, they're more interested. in Right. You know, you want to dig deeper. You're like, yeah. well, wait, what do you mean you can't buy any of these things? Like he put so much effort into them. You know, and it's sort of like creating just this world that like I'm dangling just enough in front of everybody, but I'm like pulling the rope back at the same time, making them like want a little bit more each time. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So that's sort of like the general do philosophy. You, do you see in the future selling more things like maybe even like a limited drop of like five or something? I could oh, see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, here and there for, for some of them, like my dream would be to like, I I and I've like, I would love to like work with someone like ikea and like do like a mini have them have them work with me and i'll design like five interesting furniture pieces or something <laughs> like that and then like you know launch it on just like i'd rather p- there be five available or a hundred thousand of them you know it's like right. i'd rather like it just be everywhere or just like you can't get it at all yeah um so that would be really cool to like work with an already established brand and do like a capsule collection on something like that um, I can see it happening. I know that that would be that would be a big dream. What is your favorite invention? Question from at Hassan dot the dot it guy. Uh, let's see, favorite invention. Um, I would have to say I, I have a couple like few favorites like for kind of different reasons. Um, I love the jigsaw puzzle coffee table, mm-hmm. and um, that's one of the ones you sell, right? Right, yeah. and that was that was sort of like. I made it and I was like, whoa, this thing is actually like really cool. And it was something that could live outside of unnecessary inventions as like just a cool furniture piece, uh-huh. um, which is kind of why I launched it. And that was that was limited. I mean, I sold about a thousand of them. Um, but then like another one, like my croc gloves, that that was like kind of the tipping point of like unnecessary almost working to like got a ton of eyeballs and like right after that i got my first brand deal and you know so that was like the one and it's an awesome product so (laughs) yeah so i i wanted to ask about that too because if i remember correctly did you get in any legal issues with that since it was crocs and also do you ever have some issues creating things where it's too you know yeah um yeah so so basically i created a a product called croc gloves uh took the general (laughs) aesthetic design aspects of croc shoes and turn them into like a all-purpose glove that you would use for who knows what um and i was actually on vacation in maine when i filmed all that content and uh, posted it and then by the time i got home from maine i had a cease and desist letter from the lawyers of crocs like sitting on my doorstep then you post the c and d too right that's what it was is that like i posted it did great on reddit and all that stuff yeah then i posted a photo of me wearing the gloves holding the cease and desist and it's like the 15th most upvoted thing on reddit i think yeah. or something and like that so it's like people... it's, it's called the barbara streisand effect when it's like you don't want attention on something but doing something made more attention like the cease and desist got way more traction than the yeah. actual gloves itself why, why is it uh called barbara streisand effect so she had a uh the uh state of california was doing like a ocean coast uh research and she has a house on the ocean and she didn't want her house included in the photos of this of this uh, seashore research and because she made such a stink about it the search results for her house went up like yeah you know five thousand percent so her not wanting it made that many more people look i mean up. it's like on tiktok uh couch guy yeah Have, are you familiar with this this uh these videos yeah so like yeah because that couple they like didn't they they thought you know they were so against like the whole thing that just made it go that was right. the barbara streisand effect right so, yeah also uh, i recently asked my mom who her favorite artist is of all time and she said barbara streisand <laughs> she loves barbara streisand so i'm excited for her to hear this part and know Good this little start. tidbit about her yeah um are you familiar with uh mischief yep okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they're uh they're located down the street here yeah so they're actually whole, i was curious if you had a meeting with them or at all or one of here. the uh so i've done i've done some stuff with them they they uh-huh. send me their products and i do some tiktok content yeah, yeah yeah um but so actually one of the sort of founding members of of uh mischief i grew up ski racing with in new york oh my god at, at shore mountain so we, we and then his younger brother is also a, a industrial designer which guy um, Nick Bentel, he made the okay. p- the pasta handbag I recently posted about, okay. and uh, awesome. So he's in the city as well. So yeah, so super small connection yeah. there. 
That's, um, that's really funny. Yeah, yeah so and the, I was they're say sort of like it... the venture backed version of unnecessary venture. I mean, they right. do they do crazy stuff right. like on such a level, that... and it's also different than your stuff yeah. too. I'd say. Um, but I bring it up because I think one of their goals is for every drop they do is to get a C and D. Yeah, that's um, like they like for example the you know the little Nas X shoes. Right. Like, yeah. Um, that's like what they want, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah, so yeah, funny yeah. to me. Yeah, in my studio, I have the I have the original pair of Croc gloves. Technically, yeah. they're called the Gator Grips now. So so with that, um, I did like a renaming contest, and like so I got a lot of legs out of the yeah, CD, yeah. and so I have it mounted up on my wall. I'm like, I need a few more mounted here. To, I love uh, it. And do you think Crocs <laughs> would ever want to work with you? So I did. I talked to the director of uh, collaboration. So this was let's see, this was less than a year ago i was like i like so i like looked on linkedin like collaborations yeah. crocs and like so i found who it was like just randomly guessed their email a couple times until it finally went through <laughs> and uh and she got back to me she was like i was like hey i was like this would be great full circle full circle moment you know launched it cnd did all the stuff and now we're doing some sort of collab and she was like you know we've been thinking about reaching out to you sounds awesome let's do it blah blah, blah then ghosted me I'd, i've emailed her like five more times never have heard back from her again Damn. so maybe maybe it's there's still a possibility out there but yeah but uh the the connection has been attempted yeah that's cool that you uh guessed your email a couple of times i mean it's pretty like anyone you want to guess their email it's like first first, le- <laughs> first letter last name whole name yep. you know the, the name dot name and then at whatever.com right yeah 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 that's I, I do that a lot <laughs> <laughs> hey that's that's awesome um, this next question is coming in from at Tom G Huerta. Have you gotten any serious inquiries from brands trying to patent a design? I haven't gotten that before. Um, talking about the avocado on a stick when that went super viral, I had a, so that that's one thing, like I do get hit up from like manufacturers and stuff that think I'm selling them. They're like, Oh, we can help you bring it to life. Mm-hmm. I got a avocado farm in Spain reached out to me after the avocado on a stick on fire. And they're like, hello, we'd love to be your supplier for the avocados for your product and blah, blah, blah. And all this stuff. And I was like, sorry, it, it was fake. It's, it's not real. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so like working with brands, like I have, um, like I, I sent you the the uh, stop snacking sweater. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So like I have done stuff where I have manufactured stuff for other brands. Um, that was cool, and it came with some snacks too. Yeah, and, yeah, they're they're pretty good. They were very good. Um, I did. Thank rec- you for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I did recently have um sort of the opposite is that I designed a product, put it like I didn't like the the fact that I do these so quickly. Like sometimes I'll like do a quick Google search. Like has someone already done like done this as a joke already? Um. And I did an outlet cover that had sort of like a extrusion on it so that it would lock your charger brick from your uh, Apple yep. thing. So that, that one was genius. That one's necessary. That's so a then, necessary invention. So then the next week, a guy emailed me. He was like, hello, Mr. Benedetto. I own the patent to that product. And he sent me his patent. And it was like almost spec for spec what I just happened to design right. on my own. So so how did you respond to that? Eric? Um, I just sort of – and so it's similar to the, the Croc situation in that um, – Fair use, uh, so so parody, right? Parody law, yeah. Yeah, you know, it is covered under fair use. So it's like I'm not selling this product. I'm doing it as a a, a parody and a you know sort of joke on you know the product and culture as a whole. Yeah. So technically, I mean, it, they I did a lot of research during the Crocs you know debacle. Um, that like parody law is like the biggest gray area in copyright and trademark law. Um, you know, and it's why. You know, the onion can get rid of get away with writing these ridiculous brand articles right. about brands. Gotta love the onion. <laughs> you know, and- my favorite thing about the onion is the people that believe it's a real article. It's like it never I, get, it's, never gets old. It still gets me. I mean, it's it's what people what I said, like scrolling the feed and I'm right. like, I see this, I just see the headline, I'm like, what the hell? And yeah. I'm like, Oh, it's onion. You know? It's like the the split second of like this can't be real. And you're right. like, okay, thank God it's not. And that's kinda like your your work. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that's that's sort of definitely inspiration that I that I draw from. Yeah. Have, are you familiar with my friend Ani Akopian by any chance? Or yes, her, I believe so. Um, they did. They, they've done a couple. Kind yeah, because they stuff. they do they do a couple things like under parody law. For, yeah. Their most recent was post dates. Yes, and they did. Yeah. They did like and then Amazon dating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did see those <laughs> ones. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, those are those are really awesome projects. Didn't they do something with moving? Like if you're ex. Yeah, that was post dates. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, post dates yeah. is like Postmates, except it's for 
people that just got out of a relationship and their stuff is still right, at right, their right, ex's right, right. place, but they don't want to go. You don't want to go to your ex's place. So on post dates, you can or you can just like Postmates, you could just order someone to you know go to your ex's place and pick up your stuff and bring and it so, back to you without having to see your ex. And so, like when they do these projects, like could people actually do it? They did, yeah, they did yeah. the verified it, badge thing. I don't too. think. Like on a how did they do that? I don't one? think they did that. Oh, okay. Maybe, um, but for post dates, it was active in LA and New York. I believe <laughs> for so, I don't think it's live right now, but it was. That's hilarious. So yeah. Question from at PJP: How many unnecessary inventions have become real products that you've actually sold? So you, you kind of mentioned this, like about fifteen. Would you say yeah. that you are um, in the store right now? Yeah, and so they uh, they were all like super. You know the the coffee table was the most i sold so i said i did about it like a thousand dollars all the other ones yeah. were like you know maybe 200 250 units it's more just like back then i was treating it sort of as the merch brand of right. it all um and now that's sort of launching this other thing hopefully there'll be some other cool do you stuff. have a team or is this all you it's just all me oh so. my god that's I, I i was curious about that just from uh you know because you're doing so much you have so many like tricks under your hat between like being an inventor filming it making the content editing it post i mean yep. you have this, I, I, bas- I basically what, live in my studio so it's yeah. like i'm there seven days a week like 12 hours a day um and do you, do you give yourself like a strict schedule like you'll do your workout in the morning and then you'll be in the office like from night uh you have a certain time slot that you know you're going to be in the office working yeah i mean i'm pretty much there every day at least by 8 a.m even weekends even weekends wow yep Every single day. I mean, I, I've also it, this. That's been like my schedule for the past like seven, eight months. I've been just. I think that's so cool because like being a being a freelancer, being your own boss, working for yourself, it's so easy to just like slack off and not yeah and not get your things done that you want to do because you have no one telling you to do it. But yeah. you uh you hold yourself accountable. It yeah, and, like, and, and so keep with yourself like my schedule with my other e-commerce brands, I've never had any employees either. So it's like I've just been a one man show doing whatever I've wanted for the yeah. past 16 years. Um, and that's like half the reason also why I came down here to New York to like do this. I was like, I need to get away from my yeah. office for like at least three days just to like, <laughs> just to do it. And I, you know, I still spent all morning working, editing a video this morning, but it's like, I just need like a, to look at a different wall for a yeah, little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have your inventions been stolen? Question from Andrew underscore gook. Uh, yeah, so I've had uh, those typical five-minute crafts type pages. I get tagged in it all the time that people – I mean, it, and it's just, like, so blatantly stolen. There was one – I did this, like, pandemic prevention belt that, like, had this hand-washing station on your belt and all this stuff. And it's, like, five-minute crafts, like, a week later had, like, almost the exact same thing. Um, and it's sort yeah, of that's whatever. Frustrating. It, it It is annoying. And there was one – what was the other one? um the cob quickie which was like a hand to yeah, yeah. jerk off butter yeah, or yeah. Jerk off which went corn. super viral yeah, i mean <laughs> you probably knew that was good that was like that was and a that good one, one i'd been sitting on for like yeah. a year that one and uh you know similar to like the zuckerberg one with vermont getting too cold it was like i had the idea like towards the end of last summer uh-huh. and like corn season was like kind of getting past gotta, gotta come out gotta have it come out during corn season and i was like i'll, I'll just wait till next summer yeah um you know, and 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 it just like hit perfectly. But like some, I don't even remember who it was made their own super janky version of it. But like, do they make that and then they sell that? They haven't sold it, so they okay. were just doing content. But they were saying that they could buy it on Amazon, and that's where they got it. So I commented, I was like, "Oh, huh. I think you." I remember you posting about this yeah, too. Yeah. So then right? I posted, yeah. and I was like, "I was like, oh, I like commented. I was like, oh, that's funny. It looks exactly like my invention. Can you send me the Amazon link? Because I was like yeah. doing it more like." Oh well, if someone did copy my idea and they're like, uh, and they deleted my my comment, I'm like, yeah, that's that's it. I don't yeah. think I've ever had. I, there was one, so I did. I'm trying to think what they did with it, because there was one I did. It was like a T-shirt that like had this section that folded up, and then it would be like a mask. Um, so it was like during COVID as well. Uh-huh. So like, if you don't have a mask, you like sort of flip your shirt up over your head, and it's just like Incredible. a piece of. Com- yeah. And I'm almost certain someone sent me an ad. For like a company that was doing basically yeah, the same thing, right? Um, but the the thing is that like most of the time, if people are trying to steal one of my ideas to like make it, they're they just have tra- the, they don't have the skills, right? I mean, and I feel they're, like and they're just trying to do it to to try and make quick money. Like I feel like they aren't 
invested in it as if it was their own idea they're just like oh that thing got really popular online let me see if i can make money and like a month later you go check the handle and it's like deleted you know it's like someone is trying to capitalize on the the quick viral moment but then it's like people have already moved on they're not that passionate yeah yeah I'm curious if uh, you heard of one of my best friends, uh, Sam Morrison. He invented. He's not like an inventor. Really. Well, he's just he's just a creative person in general that just has amazing ideas. Um, but it was when Trump first became president, maybe like 2000. This was in 2017, 18, I think. He got the idea to make. Uh, pre- he called them presidential flip flops or pre- the slides. No. Yeah, there were slides. I don't know if you've I seen this, see but the whole concept of it was since Trump had a lot of flip-flopping tweets, he put tweets that flip-flop each other. Like he would say, "I did see that." Yeah, yeah he yeah, would yeah, say yeah. one thing and then say another thing completely a couple of years ago. Yeah. Completely, yeah. So he made flip-flops, which with each contradicting tweet on <laughs> either slide, and sold those. And, those are pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely did see those ones. And, yeah. that, and that's the thing. Like having such a big audience now, it's like all day long, people are like anything that's like remotely ridiculous or like someone they'll just spend and be like haha is this yours and i'm like it's like obviously they know it's not but like they think it's very fits in the unnecessary world yeah and that's the one thing i mean a lot of people that's why like i start all of my videos saying i invented the blah blah like people think that i just like i get messages all the time people just think i buy these things and then film a commercial for it and that's why I'm like, no, I invented it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially people seeing your page for the first time. Right. Because a lot of these inventions, like sometimes you'll get like an influx of like a lot of followers yep. for the first time. Yeah. Um, I, I have a question that I just want to jump in. Um, when I first followed you, I think you didn't have a mustache. And then all of a sudden you had a mustache and it's part of your look. And, and you show your, all of your content, you have yourself in the videos. So I think it was a pretty big move that all of a sudden you're rocking a stash. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious. This uh, had that had that happen. That's like a that's like a big change. Like for me, sometimes I want to like shave my beard for a little bit, or you know, even do a mustache because yeah. my dad does. But then it's like I feel like I'm just so it's scary because I'm just so known for people know me as someone with a beard. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it is like the mustache is definitely branding at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get recognized pretty much every day. Like, I already took two fan photos, like, on the way here. Um, people just stopping me. And I think the mustache has a big part of it. Um, With your mask on, did they stop you? I didn't have a mask on at okay. the time. I, I was I was uh, drinking a coffee when, okay, when, yeah. when they saw me. Um, but, well, even I went to the dump over COVID, and I had a mask on. I'm in my car going to the dump to drop off a bunch of trash. Yeah. And the guy at the little kiosk where you, you check in and pay – he was like, oh, are you that invention guy? I recognize your eyes. And I was like, wow. <laughs> like, people pay way too much attention. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the mustache, I've always like – I so I grow like basically no hair on the lower half of my face. Um, and I've like dabbled with growing a mustache out. So like I'm not the biggest, most religious person and all that stuff. But like every time for Christmas, I would – go home for christmas and all that stuff and i would like try to let it grow out for like three weeks and i called it my christmas miracle mustache (laughs) so i like i showed up back at home i'm like look it's it's a it's a christmas miracle (laughs) i've got a mustache um and it kind of helped during covid that like i mean my must it's funny that you didn't notice it because it probably took like three months to grow um and the fact that covid i could go out in public and wear a mask and didn't feel this like you know, 14 year old mustache that took me three months to grow out that like, I finally got to the point and I was comfortable with it. But like that in between period. Right, that's the and that's, that's what never I never did it in the past because like, I would get like three weeks and I'm like, I just look too disgusting. I got to get rid of it. Um, So like, definitely being able to cover it up for all that time, like until it got that was to helpful. its prime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm luckily one of my one of my skills is I'm just a hairy person. So anything hair related besides on the top of my head, I'm pretty <laughs> good at growing out hair. Um, next questions from Mayor Haimo. How often do you experience burnout at this rate of productivity? Uh yeah, it's uh it definitely happens every now and then. Um I guess what's kind of nice with unnecessary is that like each invention is so different from the one before it that like I I think it like I'm almost getting like reset every single time in that like, you know, I'm doing an iPhone invention and, you know, bang it out. Um, and then, you know, I move on to a food invention. So it's like. 
the environment and like my headspace is different rather than trying to be, you know, a, a makeup influencer. And like you're just trying to think of like, how can I take this makeup and, you know, create content around this fixed number of things I have. Also, do you ever get like scared that you won't come up with an idea? And, that, and that's like that? that I would say that's like more of where it comes in, like posting anxiety. Like it's not like I get nervous about burnout i'm like i just like and it, and again it does it almost doesn't even matter it's just self-imposed that like i'm like oh it's been four days i haven't put anything out like yeah. people don't even know who i am anymore you know it's like i get that too um it's... you know and it's it's more of that and it's it's lucky that i do the sunday inspiration sessions it's that like if i am hitting a lull that like i can get a fresh crop of new ideas mm-hmm. it's like I mean, I probably get like with that fresh crop of new ideas. Is that how you got the corn idea? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's like I also have a notebook of like so I take all the ideas um, that I have that like even if I don't have a full fledged idea, like if I see someone do something like weird in public, I just like write down that like instance. (laughs) I'm like, there's an invention there. Don't know what it is yet. Um, And so like I probably have like 150 ideas I haven't even made yet. Do you think you'd get more ideas if you lived in New York? Because there's a lot more people doing weird stuff, I would say, outside. Yeah, that's hard to say. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, you probably have – it's easier to be in your studio. Right. It's like I'm locked up in in there anyway. So it's like I look out the window in in Burlington. So like my studio in Burlington looks out to the main main pedestrian area downtown. Um, But yeah, it's it's, – I do – think I, I i wish i didn't go there in the weekend as much as i do that like that i can and i think once ski season starts up like i'll just like have something to do and like get out of the office during the day and stuff um yeah but i haven't quite gotten burnt out but i'm moving at a ridiculous pace yeah I know. you you are it's, <laughs> it's, uh, and then question kind of similar from vienna sky what do you do when you run out of ideas lose inspiration i guess you kind of just answered that so let's move on to the next one which is from at zane bonaire Who's your favorite inventor or who's someone you get inspiration from? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, do you have like an inventor that you look up to really? I mean, I'm trying to think of like a classic <laughs> inventor. Um, I mean, I guess like the cliche answer is like a Steve Jobs that he just kind of did whatever he wanted, but that's sort of like, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I mean, on, on like Instagram, like people like Nicole McLaughlin, who like, she just does amazing stuff so it's like i think it's much more i'm inspired by just people being creative than uh you know whatever their craft is i think um inspires me being because like i work in so many mediums that like i could make a fashion piece i could make a you know doing all this stuff everything's intersecting nowadays like even i was just talking with my friend this morning how i'm an nba fan and uh NBA pregames before walking into a game it's it's become a fashion runway for all these athletes to like style when the cameras are showing like your pregame fit and like fashion intersecting with sports and also tech and it's really cool so yeah yeah. so it's definitely just more like if someone is able to take what they love to do and just like and, and that's like whenever people be like how how do I become a creator like what do I do I'm like just literally do anything like unnecessary would never have started if I didn't just like and and so like that also that like kind of dead in the face look I always have with all of them I was just super hung over the first time I like took my first pictures and that was like I wasn't thinking about it and I didn't wasn't planning on going viral so that was sort of like the look and people commented on it <laughs> so it's like just start doing literally anything and I think that's just what I'm inspired by is that like people doing what they love and, and turning it into something real yeah yeah, I admire people who like like you that just, you know, you didn't really have a footprint to follow. No one's done something like you're doing mm-hmm. it. You kind of just you just did it. And right. like there's a lot of other creators as well that do that and it's really cool. All right, so we're in the final stretch. Just a couple more questions left. And Ooh. this one is coming in from at Jeroni. If there was a single global issue you could solve, what would you invent? This is a, it's a pretty deep one. That is. It's probably uh, probably one of the comments, uh, frequent negative comments I get is my use of plastic. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, I tell them, try and tell them that, like, I'm only making one of these things. I'm not like, and that's probably a little bit why I don't produce them. Like, 
do I really need 10,000 of this like stupid thing that someone's going to use once yeah. and never use? That's something that came to mind when I thought that the reason why you don't sell them is yeah. I'm sure that was a factor. Yeah. That. And and so like probably stuff like that just being more renewable um in in sort of all aspects there um would be something I I got I uh Mr. Beast is launching on Friday his uh, team C's and he's cleaning out what he's raising 30 million dollars to clean up 300,000 pounds of trash in the ocean or something like that incredible um so yeah so that's launching on friday and hopefully i'll have a video out with that so definitely i'm conscious about it i've been trying to think about it so i have this like bin um in my studio so like not ever so like all of those parts that like i first 3d print something and i'm like okay it doesn't work i need to redo it i have this bin of like all of the rejects and then just all of the like extra filament or a print that fails so it's like i'm trying to think of something i just haven't done the research into like what options there are of like taking all of this 3d printed waste i have and instead of throwing it out like remelting it into something new or like doing something like that so yeah. i so i've had this like idea for a renewable project of like taking my inventions that don't quite make it and being able to make something new out of it awesome and this is the last question coming in from at pretty in pink 592 what's your next project can you give us a little sneak peek or we'll just have to wait and see uh well the the next one that'll be launching on Wednesday is the whole merch uh collection and so I made oh, it's launching that quick yeah it's on Wednesday wow. oh wow. yeah yeah um I probably would have launched it today if I wasn't down in the city but <laughs> um I still need to kind of finish a couple yeah. things up so I built with Shopify I built a confetti cannon um so there's like a little Raspberry Pi computer in it so it's hooked up to Shopify's API and mm-hmm. anytime someone makes an order it automatically triggers the confetti cannon in my office to shoot confetti. <laughs> um, and actually, and like that one, I guess, I guess like if I talk about one that like took a while, like that one took a while because I wanted it to actually work. Yeah. Like a lot of them I say like, oh yeah, it shoots confetti. Like right. this, it actually does shoot confetti every single time. So, like a, so that's going to really, be part of it. Part. A really unique way for your fans to connect with you too. Right. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, if I was going to like launch, it's like, how do I, I didn't want to do a post like, of me just wearing the merch. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted like to have the unnecessary twist on it. And it was right. perfect that Shopify reached out to me wanting to do a uh, collaboration. Um, so that'll be good. And then let's see, I can give a, and then I'm also doing a, a project with Canon that might be out next week or the week after uh, making this kind of ridiculous social media camera rig. Oh. Um, that should be fun. All right, and it just that. so happened I had to have the uh, the rig needs four cameras, so Canon kind of had to send me a lot of stuff for that for that invention. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm excited to see that one. Yeah. All right. Well, Maddie, thanks so much for yeah, coming definitely. on this podcast and sharing your story. And is there is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to direct people to? Probably by the time this comes out, go to unnecessary.co for the new brand. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with his page by this time, you got to scroll through all his videos. Just go through the reels section. Is that on Yeah, Instagram? that's pretty much at this point. Like yeah. all, of, all, all of them are reels at this point. Cool. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. I hope you're having a great day. And remember to stay hydrated. And I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A Shishkin Productions podcast.